This is Coach Carmen with Amaryllis from Ace Travels. Welcome to Eat Well, Travel Often, the podcast where each episode we explore a new destination, its food, and its culture. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast, Eat Well, Travel Often. I am Coach Carmen. I'm here with my co-host, Amaryllis, and she is the co-founder, the founder, excuse me, and the owner of Ace Travels. And today we are going to talk to you about New Orleans. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you've been with us for a while now. We love to hear from everyone. And recently we've been getting some feedback on our uh, podcast. And uh, that makes us happy. It makes us happy to know people are listening. So as Carmen said, we're going to talk a little bit about New Orleans today. Do you want to start with your, do you want to start with the three takeaways, Carmen? And then I'll Yeah, absolutely. So I've been to New Orleans twice on, uh, one, once as part of a stop for a cruise, if you will. The other time I was actually there for five days. So I got to see a little bit of, uh, the city. And I have to say my three takeaways are both times I went in May and in, no, uh, in May and September, the weather was amazing. I love the weather down there. It wasn't, you know, I, I think I just picked the right months to go. Uh, it was great, except for one of those. And I'll talk to, talk about it later. We were in the middle of a hurricane. So I'll talk about that, uh, the September trip. But the temperature was great. It's just that, that everything else. <clears throat> this, the So I love the weather. That was the first thing. It was beautiful. Um, the second thing I will say is I love the architecture. It was just really interesting that the the wooden houses, the the porches, the little spikes. I just loved all of the architecture and the colors um, that they have, and 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 it changes obviously for an industrial part, what area you're at. Um, and I want to say, I love the I like the art on Jackson Street, and I only remember because I actually picked something up there. But the there was like a it's like a I want to say like a. I'll call them plaza. That's what we call them up here. And uh, there was a, a people just, you know, had art all around that they were either creating or or already had made and they were selling them on the street. But it was great to see and have an op- opportunity to stop and have a conversation with the people that are actually the artists um, and how proud they are of their work. And this is how they make a living. So um, I, I didn't mention Bourbon, Bourbon Street. I'll talk about it later, just uh, about my experience. It wasn't like my top, you know, one of my top things, but it was definitely something interesting to do while I was there. What about you? My three takeaways is one, um, I, th- I think <clears throat> compared to other American cities, I feel like New Orleans just has its own very, very unique story. And I think that makes it stand out for me. I love New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans a handful of times. Um, and part of it, I think, is that I'm just fascinated by it. its history. It's just so distinct and so different compared to, like, a New York and L.A. I mean, every city has its own story. But New, but New Orleans, to me, just stands out in ways that other cities don't. Um, it just has its own culture. It has its own. It just stands on its own. That's mm-hmm. Number two, I would say the electricity of of the the, the vibe, yeah, the, the energy vibe. There's it has this electricity that other places don't have. I mean, even when there is no festival, where there is no Mardi Gras, or when there is like it just has this energy to it that's undeniable, and you feel it from the moment you get there. Um, and then third, I would say I just had it on the top of my mind. 
that great of it? The food? <laughs> yes, the food. The food is incredible. I mean, but we say that about every destination. I know. <laughs> I don't know if we like want to use that, but well, I, I think I think it's because we find the right food. That's why we do our research. That's why it's always good. <laughs> um, I will say this: I have there is no shortage. I eat very well when I go to New Orleans. Um, so for me, I um, I just I look forward to it whenever I'm going because I was like, I know I'm going to eat well, you know. Uh, I will say to your comment about weather. So I've been to New Orleans in the spring, in the winter, and in the summer. Okay. Avoid it in the summer. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say that. Not to avoid it. I, I, I've always enjoyed myself when I go. But it is muggy in the summer. And I think if you, if you manage your expectations and you know that, you're fine. But if you go there thinking, oh, you know, it's not going to be, it's just hot and muggy. It's like Florida on a, on like crack. It's like, mm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, um, you can still have a good time, but it is hot. So those are probably, yeah, my three takeaways, you know, the history, the, the electricity of the, of the city itself. And then the food. And we'll get into the food and some of our pla- favorite places there. Yes. So, um, all right. So let me, I'm going to cover, I'm going to share a little bit about the history of New Orleans, of its food, of its cuisine. And then we'll get into some of the places that we enjoy eating at, uh, some of the foods that we love, and then some of the things that we've done while we've been there that you may that may be of interest to you, right? So, so let's talk. So New Orleans is known for its unique culture, its music, and of course, its food, its cuisine. <laughs> it has um its cuisine is a blend of like different cultural influences including french spanish african and native american um i think the french stands out pretty right. obvious right um i know that there was some spanish influence in there and i think the african may also be coming in through uh my understanding is there's like a huge there was like a huge haitian influence at one point in new orleans mm. Obviously, a lot of you know Haitians have ancestors, African ancestors as well. So, so um, that whole combination that just, that just sounds like a wonderful combination of, of influences. Um, it's food. It's rich. It's very flavorful, and it's enjoyed by people from all over the world. Uh, I think that's one of the things that people look forward to the most when they're going to New Orleans. Yes, right. so good. Um, so New Orleans cuisine. <clears throat> Original roots is in French and Spanish colonial period. The French and the Spanish settled uh, settlers brought with them their culinary traditions, as you see across various different parts of the world, right? And that included the use of spices, herbs, and sauces. Mm-hmm. They also introduced new cooking techniques, such as like sautéing and braising. I'm not a cook, but you would know. Yes, yes. <laughs> These techniques were used to create dishes that were that allowed for more flavor and that were more tender. Um, another significant influence on New Orleans cuisine was the African slaves who were brought over to Louisiana and trees. Uh, the slaves really introduced new ingredients and cooking techniques, such as gumbo, um, which is a thick stew made from uh, seafood, made with seafood, sausage, and vegetables. I am not a gumbo fan. I am not either. It's funny. I, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say because I've only had it one time, but I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. I was, 
I was kind of hyped up for it. So I don't know. It's, it wasn't, it's not my thing, but Hey, you know, um, the slaves also brought with them the concept of using all parts of the animal in cooking, um, which led to dishes such as jambalaya and then we saw the emergence of the Creole cuisine. So as New Orleans grew, um, a new cuisine emerged that combined itself with the French, the Spanish, the African, and the Native American cuisine. And this cuisine became known as the Creole cuisine, which is a blend of different cultures and traditions. Creole cuisine features ingredients such as okra, okra, tomatoes, and peppers, which were not commonly used in French or Spanish cooking. Uh, one of the famous Creole dishes is gumbo, which is, I guess, again, the seafood, sausage, and vegetables. Another mm. popular Creole dish is the jambalaya, which is a rice-based dish that includes meat, seafood, and vegetables. And then you also get dishes like etouffee, which is a dish made with seafood or meat served in a roe-based sauce, and red beans and rice, which is a hearty dish made with red beans, rice, and sausage. So my understanding of New Orleans is that at one point um, there was um, there was an influx of Haitians that came over, and I was I was under the impression that that's where the Creole cuisine came from. I could be wrong. But that, that was my yeah. understanding, right? That mm-hmm. that's where the influx came. From. Then then came the influence of the Cajun cuisine, um, and Cajun cuisine originated in the rural areas of Louisiana. And it is a cuisine that is characterized really by the use of spices and peppers. Mm. And it features dishes like crawfish etouffee, which is a dish made with crawfish. So good. Roll-based <laughs> sauce. I'm not a crawfish person, so um, oh, I like crawfish. Um, <clears throat> and, then, uh, and then so today, Cajun and Creole cuisines are often used interchangeably, but they actually have two really distinct styles of cooking. They're not the same thing. Creole cuisine is typically associated with New Orleans, while Cajun cuisine is associated with the more rural areas of Louisiana. Mm. So New Orleans really just is, it's a blend of all these different cultural influences. Like I said, the French, the Spanish, the African, the Native American, and you, you know, have the Creole in there, you have the Cajun in there as well. And it just makes for this like amazing place for just so if you haven't been to new orleans i recommend you go and make sure you take your with yourself uh an appetite because you will want to eat everything in sight for sure yeah i actually um um the first time that that i went i spent more time like i said i want my best friend and his wife and we tried different things the second time i was it was really just a stop to get on a cruise because, you know, so I, I only spent a day there beforehand, but I had already been. And I, I agree with you. Um, I think about their food. It's it's about the sauces that they create and the spices that they use, honestly. Yeah. And obviously a lot of things are fried. So. <laughs> so do you have any favorite restaurants? Um, you know, I'm not great with names, but I'll tell you the things I think the three that I remember off the top of my head is obviously um, the, the coffee spot, the cafe, cafe, cafe de monde. Because I just love beignets and their coffee was good too. It's not just the beignets. Um, and it's just a nice experience, like the little tables and and all of that. Um, Mothers, which is really, you know, popular, I guess, because there was a really long line. And we went early enough. And, you know, what I liked about there is sometimes when you go to a new location, um, 
if you find a place like this that you can try different things because the food is there for you to select, right? So you can decide if you, you know what you want. Um, and I remember that I had um, grits and I had an omelet with um, crawfish. I had, you know, some of their veggies. It was, it was delicious. You know, for me, it was everything that I tried was really good. So that made me happy. But my best friend and his wife took me, and I don't know the name, unfortunately, to a barbecue spot, which was really good. And it was a little tiny, like, hole in the wall with the smokehouse, you know, with the smoker in the back and, you know, just a few people. It looked like a couple and and, and like another guy, um, you know, making the food and it was really worth it. So I think sometimes those are the best, right? Um, getting getting away from the, I know, I know. I do have to search for the name. We'll have to, we'll have to put it in the show notes because now I'm going to, you know, be, it's going to be bothering me. They'll actually probably remember because they go every time. Yeah. You should ask them. So yes. So some of my favorite places, uh, I love Cafe du Monde as well. I don't really enjoy waiting in line, but yeah, there's always a line, but it just is what it is. But you can't kind of, it's almost like one of those things like you can't go to New Orleans and not, not do that. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a beignet. The last time I went to New Orleans, I did not go with Miguel. No, that's not true. The time before the last, I did not go with Miguel and I brought him back a beignet. I was like, I tried. I tried to bring it back. By the time I, he got, we got back home. You ate it. So it was kind of stale. So it didn't really carry well. I didn't think that through really well. Yeah. So. Oh, that's um, funny. But I, I do. I agree with you. If if you don't be afraid of the line, they do work really quickly. They try hard. Um, you know, they have good service. So don't be afraid of the line. Um, it's worth the wait. I think. One of my favorite things to eat when I go to New Orleans, and it's a very it's so simple, but I love it. Is a po' boy. Yeah. Like, I usually, you know, I'll have like the fried shrimp po' boy and it's just so good. And I had one um, one time at a restaurant called Lola Po' Boys. It's on Bourbon Street. I usually don't eat on Bourbon Street because I just, I don't know. I find that it's more, uh, it's more touristy. So mm-hmm. I tend to go outside of that. Um. But I, Miguel and I stopped there and we ate there and it was really good. And I was like, you know, I was in one of those stages where I was like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. And as I was saying that in my head, I was eating the whole sandwich. And then I was like, <laughs> so good. It was so worth it. It was worth the calories, huh? I actually had my first whole boy down there. And I, I have to say it was okay to, for me. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, and it was like a little... Um, again, don't, don't do, didn't do well with, with names at that time, but um, it was a little like restaurant on the side of the street n- near our hotel. So it wasn't like, you know, I was down in that area, but, and that could be it. Right. And I, so I always tell people like, don't knock an experience if it's the, just one time, right. If you try it in different places or you go to a specific restaurant and you have a meal that isn't great, but everybody's raving about it, it could have been the meal that you had, right. Maybe that's not their specialty or whatever. So, you know, I'm not going to knock it, but it definitely wasn't my favorite thing. <laughs> well, one of my favorite restaurants, and it's a place I go to every time I go to New Orleans, is Willie Mae's Scotch House. It's like soul food restaurant. Yeah. I have to tell you, well, I was just telling you, like Miguel and I were talking about New Orleans the other day, and he was like, that restaurant we went to. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. Um... So Miguel and I we were talking the other day. He was like, restaurant we went to, the soul food restaurant. He's like, it was so good. I think about it all the time. And I was 
I was like, yes, it was. And so like our plates were clean when we were done, but that's the case every time I go. And <laughs> go to Willie Mays, just know that you're going to stand in line for a mm-hmm. while. Um, but it is so worth it. Right. It is so worth it. It is like one there's, of those. There's a theme here, right? Because Mother's is the same way. And so is Cafe de Monde. So if you want to, you know, to eat well down there, you have to go with patience and maybe not have, you know, like bring a snack or have a snack beforehand. So you're not, you know, hangry like I would get, but I, you know, there's definitely plenty of other places, but if you want to try any of these, you're, you you should expect a line. Yeah. Which to me Um, says a lot about the place, right? People are willing to wait. They've been there before or they've heard about it and uh, it has really good reviews. If there's people and there's a line that usually means that it's worth it. That that's, that's the theory I subscribe to. Yeah. Um, there's another place I went to, which was not in New Orleans proper. It was actually outside of New Orleans. Uh, when I went with one of, with two of my girlfriends, we decided that we were going to do like, I guess what they call like a swamp tour. Swamp tour, yes. Um, and so we left New Orleans and went into like the more rural part of Louisiana. And we were in Seidel, Louisiana. And there is a restaurant there called S&H Good Eats Cafe. It's small. It's nothing big. And honestly, like, there's nothing about it that stands out. But we stopped to eat. And I tell you, it was like soul food, breakfast. Mm. Oh, my God. All the comforts, right? All the comforts. (laughs) You know, let me just say this. There is a part of me that is happy I don't live in like what's considered like the South. I, I mean, I live in Florida. I live in South Florida, but this is not considered the South. South Florida is like, you may as well be in Latin America. Yeah. But um, if I lived in like the South, like where you, you, know, you get the good soul food, the good barbecue, the, I, I, would have, I would have some serious problems, like health problems, because <laughs> all the you would time, have no will to control yourself is what I'm hearing. Oh, my god i have to say like repeatedly some of the best places i've eaten at are in the south and that's not to say that the north or other parts of the united states don't have good food because they do but oh it's like the comfort food and Mm. all the stuff that i know you know i can't i shouldn't eat a lot of but it's just so good you can't help it so this place again it was like a random stop we were hungry, so we just happened to stop there to go get some food, and it turned out to be exceptional. We were so, so happy with it. Like we That's had, awesome. Yeah, we had it was it was such good food. So for me, those are some of the more notable places that I've been to that I um that I will go back to mm. um, and enjoy. One of the other places that Miguel and I went to was Emeralds in New Orleans. Mm. Um, Apparently they're closed now. I think they closed after the pandemic. And I will say this, no hate, but it wasn't all that. Like I was like, it kind of was overpriced and I didn't really, it didn't really like stand out to me. You know, it's interesting that you say that because we went to the one and I think it's in Miami, but years ago and I wasn't, it was okay. But, you know, they, they were making such a big deal about the wait time and like, you know, you had to 
schedule it a few months in advance and all of that. And I'm finding that more and more of these chef restaurants, um, I don't know, I guess we probably go in with really high expectations and some of them are good and some of them are okay. And I think it's because at the end of the day, it's really not the chef that you that has the name right on the awning that's that's yeah. the chef that's in the back cooking right they have staff i mean they may be following their recipes but i do feel like that might have something to do with it and or over time you know when they change because i feel like i, I hear that a lot there's a yeah. few restaurants here and in vegas too i've been to some of the restaurants where you know they're oh you have to go because it's this chef and then i'm like it was good but it was like going to another good restaurant it didn't wow me you know like you know they get their popularity or they gain their popularity from being really good chefs and but i don't know that it translates to the, it translates to the masses mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it doesn't transfer over you know maybe they're small they're better at producing a small scale but when they're trying to do for larger groups of people it just it loses its i don't know it loses yeah. its Maybe. And again, not, not knocking all uh, chef restaurants. Some of them are, are good and some of them are okay. I had the same experience in Savannah with Paula Deans. I was like, mm, was, you know, it was good, but it wasn't like, I'm sure it wasn't like eating in her kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I felt the, I felt the same way. Um, um, so can, can anyways, we talk a little yeah. bit, of, can we talk yeah. a little bit about bour- bourbon street? Cause I want to see like, you know, what your experience was and mine was yeah. very different. So, you know, I, I will, heard. I will say I'm not a big drinker. So probably not the best experience for me. Somebody probably would have enjoyed it more. What I did love about it was if you had a drink in hand, you could leave, you know, from bar to bar or lounge to lounge with your drink in the street. I love the music and the energy. There was like, you know, every place has its own music, its own style, and you can, you know, move around without having much, much of an issue. And there was great energy on the street. I mean, like people were just happy, like, you know, right. Some were drunk happy, some were just regular happy, but everybody was happy, right? And I so I, I love the experience. I'm a big people watcher. So I could I could literally like lead against a building in Bourbon Street and watch all day long, right? And and enjoy just I'm just very curious. So I like to see how people live, you know, how they act, all of that. So I think that was, you know, incredible, incredible for me. And again, just being able to move from one place to the other so easily and enjoy different music and different people and different different styles of, you know, of locations in one night was a lot of fun for me. So we did it a few times and then I was kind of over it, you know, cause I was there for five days. So I was like, I remember telling my best friend, like, we don't, we really don't need to go there. Like I've been there, done that. You know, now I feel like I'm good. I want to do other things. Right. So, you know, again, it's not, it's not for everyone. I think some people would be offended by some of the things that you see there. Um, but I do feel like, you know, for the most part, it's something that you want to do at least once. I agree with you. I'm in agreement. I think I'm, I'm not much of a drinker either. Um, so I, for me, there's no, uh, I'm not attracted to it because of the drinking and that perspective. of it. Mm-hmm. I do love to people watch too. And I think that some of the best people watching can be done on Bourbon Street for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love the music. I love the energy. Um, but, you know, you kind of walk up and down a couple of times and then I'm like, okay, to me, New Orleans has more appeal, has appeal beyond Bourbon Street. Just yes. Because, again, you know, there's so many other things to, to see and do. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like Bourbon is probably the most touristy part of New Orleans. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, so if you've never done it, it's definitely something worth checking out. Um, and you should check it out during the day versus at night because it's the energy's still there, 
mm. points of the day, and you know, whether you go day or night, but night is like a whole nother. Yeah. And actually I went at night every time. So that probably is why, like, I felt like it was, <laughs> wow, it was a lot. <laughs> at night it's even more. So. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I, I definitely, like I said, I'm not a big drinker. So that mm-hmm. for me, and I'm not a big partier either. And right. you know, when I was younger, I was in New Orleans for New Year's Eve one year. And um, it was, wow. I'm sure. I was younger. <laughs> I was young. I was a lot younger. I was single. So it was, um, it was, it, it wasn't as, how do I say this? Like, I didn't have like the party night of my life like I thought I would have in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy myself. Um, now, I don't, I, yeah, I, I, it's I funny because. It's so funny you say that because I say to people, like, I have no desire to go back. I mean, I would go back to do something else, right? But no desire to go back and do that. Probably because I've done it twice. Um, back to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Well, I am. Um, yeah, like, when I was younger, I wanted to go for Mardi Gras. I never went. But I did want to go for Mardi Gras. Now I'm kind of like, like, I'm okay yep. if I don't do it. You know, yeah. like. I can't even imagine Mardi Gras because every I feel like it's a party like you know all all year long long in that area. So I can't imagine how how crazy it gets with all the tour more tourists coming down for you know for Mardi Gras. So my understanding, it's pretty intense. Yes, yes. um, (laughs) But you know the great thing about New Orleans is they have all kinds of festivals. You know they have the Essence Festival once a year. Yes, Jazz Festival that they do. I think it's in April. So there's other opportunities and other times to go where you can still enjoy and if you're into partying you can party and you can you know yeah um, so it's not like I'm glad that you said that because honestly like the thing that I did like about it that I was surprised about is that when you talk to people that go to New Orleans they always talk to you about the same things but they had a ton of tours like I was just shocked, right? They have a lot of activities. They have museums. They have a lot going on. We did like a little history trolley type of tour, which was cool. Took us out, you know, by the universities and uh, and back. Um, but I remember they had food tours. They had walking tours. They had a cemetery tour. I'm not really sure yeah. why people would do that. They had a, a tour that you did on the water. Um, you know, they had a voodoo tour. I mean, so they just I, had. So I did the cemetery tour. Did you? So they had all these different tours and all these different activities. Um, The second time that we went, I came in after some of my friends and uh, family members, and they ended up doing like a cabaret show, which they said was interesting. Uh, We did a jazz house one night. So, you know, there's a lot to do outside of that, which is fantastic. So tell me about the cemetery tour. I'm curious. (laughs) So it was kind of linked. It was linked to a walking tour that I took. Gotcha who was, it was led by this art history major who lived in New Orleans. And she did a phenomenal job, like just in terms of talking about the history, she took us to different points along the city and told us the backstory behind it. And it just, and I think that's one of the things that made me love New Orleans even more. And that's why I acknowledged it as one of my like, things that stood out to me, it's just the history behind it. So it was it was at the end of the walking tour, we went to the cemetery and she tied it into a, a lot of the history of New Orleans and why the she explained, you know, why the tombs are above ground. She talked about the whole like 
you know, there's the, there's this deep history in, in New Orleans tied to, you know, um, like the French and the Spanish. And then there's also this, like, I don't, I, I'm not going to call it dark because I don't think it's dark. There's like an occult side to New, to New Orleans. Like hmm. we talk about voodoo yes. stuff, right? And um, th- I think that's why the cemetery, cemetery tour is such a lore because they it goes into all these like histories and stories Got that it. are tied to like, again, I don't want to say dark because I don't think it's dark. I think it's just, it's just different. It's like there's a mystical side to it. Hmm that attracts people to it. Um, whether some of the stories are true or not, I don't know, but they're interesting. And you just walk around and it take they take you to like the tombs of people who were well-known in New Orleans, whatever contribution they made or whatever the case were made or families that had a big, you know, impact on the city itself. Um, I, I found it very interesting. Mm-hmm. I did it in the summer. It was hot as hell. I'm but sure. <laughs> it was, it was it was so worth it. It was so worth it. And and it was one of those free walking tours where you just tip the tour guide afterwards. Gotcha. But it was so memorable and so interesting. And it would just, I just enjoyed learning. Like Yeah. I, I think, you know, more people need to understand, like, there's some, like, to- those tours, whatever you do, they really are eye-opening, right? So, like, whether you do a walking tour, some cost money, some are free, or a food tour, you know, if you're really into cuisine, they have, um, you know, bear crawls they have um you know i i know i did a segway tour once I, i've done it twice actually in two different locations and it's and that's fun too like you know just you you have a guy who's telling you really i thought it was so much fun so i've done it in boston a few times but i also did it in the carolinas and uh, i want to say it was either bahamas or something like that but anyway we've done it a few times and i think it's a lot of fun um especially if they're you know they're talking about either the, the architecture or the food or the history, or they're telling you about certain things in the, in the communities. Right. And I thought it was, I, I just really enjoy them. Right. So, but if you're afraid of a segue, just do the walking tour. <laughs> Clumsy, I'll crash into something like definitely would need a uh, headgear. Because... Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I don't remember all, obviously all the details of the walking tour. I just remember thinking to myself, Oh my God, this is so great. Like, just understanding and learning the history. And I think what she, what she did really well was she touched on different eras of mm. different time periods. She also in inter interlaced like the whole like jazz component of, you know, that, that how that was introduced to new Orleans and the importance that it plays in New Orleans. But she also talked, she also in, included into it, like the whole mystical side of it too. Like, the voodoo and the and 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 where that stems from and the religion and all of that as well like right. she she brought it all together um so it was it was very very good and then i think you know when we did that swamp tour it was nice to get out of new orleans and kind of see more of rural louisiana right um, we went on um on this like boat ride through the swamps through the swamp and what i found fascinating and maybe you know maybe we have somebody listening from louisiana what I found fascinating was that while we were on this boat on this river, like there were people in the river, like drinking, just chilling. And I was like, wait, are there alligators in here? (laughs) 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 They were just chilling out there and they have like these river houses out on the river. And I was just like, wow, like it was just a whole different lifestyle, like a whole Mm -hmm. different way of life. 
Um, so I found I found that rather interesting. And then after we went to a bar that was right like near the river, even yeah. though none of us are really well, two of us weren't really big drinkers. But um, we went and we were sitting down with some of the locals. That was really as a as a northerner like sitting down with like as a yankee you know as they call us right because we're from the northeast mm -hmm. sitting down with folks from that part of louisiana and just having conversation with them it was it was very interesting <laughs> i'm always funny. i'm always up for talking to people because you, you know you learn yeah you learn a lot like that you have especially if you could talk to the locals you know this is the way they live they'll, they're willing to share exactly. we didn't you don't get a lot of like that's one thing when you're in New Orleans proper, like down by Bourbon Street, and whatever, but you don't get to talk to uh, really engage with a lot of locals, right? Because it's right. a lot of like people from other places that are there. So that's right. why it's kind of good to get out. We didn't do a lot except besides the history trolley. We, we did do the um, Oak Alley Plantation which is like a sugar plantation right outside. And you see the pictures on Instagram because it's a huge, white, beautiful building with it's an, it's abandoned. The plantation's abandoned the, today, but it's, it's got these like oak trees lining, you know, this, I don't know if you, what you call it, like a walkway up yeah. to the building. And it looks really pretty, great pictures and stuff like that. But um, we took a ride out there and it was nice, but it's really, there's not a lot much more to do yeah. like in that area. So, yeah. I mean, I think for anybody who's never been, New Orleans is a pretty walkable city. Mm -hmm. for part, if you're staying down in the main area, there are trolleys. There are carriages that you can take, like people will ride you in the bike, but, like they have like, yes. bike, you know, what do you call those bike trolleys, I guess, you know, yeah. or a bike carriage um, as well. So if it's, if you go in the summer, it's really hot. You don't feel like walking. Um, so it is a walkable city. There is tons to see and do. And if you're looking for activities, you can go online and find tons. I agree. Again, uh, whenever you're traveling, look to see if there's any festivals happening during that time. The reason for that is one beforehand, because um, accommodations will go quickly if there's a yes. festival taking place mm -hmm. or it'll be that much more expensive. I was just going to say the prices get, you know, yeah. ridiculous when they have festivals in town. So it's good to yeah. do your homework. Yeah. If you're thinking of going for certain dates, just do a quick check to see is there a festival taking place around that time if you have the flexibility maybe you go after a, you know a day or so after the festival mm. not in the mix because the problem is it is it's not a big space so when you have a big festival like that restaurants get you know well, filled quickly hotels get filled quickly like it becomes it, it gets very packed very quick very quickly mm. um so I would definitely look into that whenever you're traveling there, just because they have so many things that go on throughout the year. You just want to make sure, you know, yeah. uh, when I went for new, for new years, uh, I was, it was kind of like a last minute choice, like a last minute decision with, I went with a girlfriend of mine and we were actually shocked that we even found a place to stay, to be honest with you, like down in new Orleans. Um, we shared a room. So I think that made it easier because we we're only looking for one, room. but sure. um, yeah, prices can go can can shoot up very quickly if you're not conscious of what's going on. Yeah, and I was gonna say I wanted to add that the second time that I went, I went on the cruise. There, you know, again September is hurricane season, and we felt that because when our cruise left, it literally had to go way around the hurricane that was coming in, and when we came back, there was a lot of damage right to the 
to the community. So just pay attention to when you're traveling, um, even if you're not cruising, right? We were lucky that we were safe. It was a very, very rocky cruise. <laughs> uh, literally, like it was, it was wild, and um, we were all safe. But you know, I just always think about imagine going on vacation. You take that in, into consideration. If you don't like the heat, like Amarilla said, then don't do it in the summer. And if you're worried about like your plans changing, um, and you don't have a lot of flexibility, then I wouldn't go during hurricane season either because they do get hit. You know, and even if they don't get hit hard or direct it still could be stormy, right? So just that could ruin a vacation if you have something planned and you don't plan for it, if you will. Travel insurance, people, if you're traveling during hurricanes. Travel insurance, that's true. It will save you money, I promise you. Yeah. Like at its, okay, worst case scenario, nothing happens. All right, then you maybe lost a hundred bucks or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Because you paid for the travel insurance. But just having that peace of mind that God forbid something, you know, a hurricane does come through, knowing mm-hmm. that, if your flight gets canceled or you just can't make it because of weather conditions, if you'll get your money back, right. And that, you know, that's worth it. You know, right. Like a, traveling is an investment. It is not, um, it is not a low cost ticket item. That's so right. It's worth insuring it. I mean, listen, I'm the first to be like the insurance industry is a fucking, excuse my language. Oh, sorry. Is a fraud, but. <laughs> we may have to edit that. I'm sorry. Sorry, my my you know, my language slips sometimes. Um, but in the case of travel insurance, if you're traveling during hurricane season, especially recently, like you know, these hurricanes are no joke. So yeah, just, uh, it's better to have the peace of mind. Agreed. Agreed. Be safe. Sure. All right. Well, I awesome. Think, oh wait, I wanted to say one more thing. I've never done it. Uh. I think the next time I go to New Orleans, I might try it. But I know that you could do like dinner cruises on the Mississippi. Oh, like, yes. One of the things you can do. Have you done that? No, no, no. I did see it though, like the riverboat. Yeah, yeah there's an there's an option to do that. Um, not sure if it's great or not, but you know, something to consider if you, you know, if you, maybe you can, you know, just be able to say I was on the Mississippi. Um, yeah, and it's incredible that they have so much going on. I love it. Yeah. So much to offer. All right, guys. Well, that's it. I think we're going on to like a little past half the hour and we're trying to not have these go on forever. So we can talk um, all day long about our trips. So we, we're trying to be mindful of your time. <laughs> I, know, I know we talk. This is what we talk about all the time, guys. We, this is Carmen and well, that and some other stuff, but we're yes. not going to do this. Um, <laughs> so hey, that's Before we go, I just wanted to, you know, remind people that if you're listening on the podcast, you know, please leave your reviews, follow us, you know, so that you can keep getting notified. And if same thing, if you're on YouTube, leave us your comments, tell us your your experience. If you've been to this location or give us suggestions of where we should go next time we hit New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you've done something and we didn't talk about it and you think it's cool and you want to share it, please share. I mean, I think, you know, people are always looking for suggestions of things to do, places to go, things to try. So uh, we are, you know, we haven't done it all. No. Um, but we haven't done it all. So we're always open, like Carmen said, to suggestions. Uh, so that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Like Carmen said, please subscribe. We appreciate your support. We really, truly do. This is, you know, a passion project for us. We just, we just love talking about travel and food so much that um, we do this genuinely because we love it. We appreciate everybody's support and, and feedback. 
Awesome. Thank you all. And remember to eat well, travel often. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.